0: Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Mike, welcome along to the podcast. Been a while. It it has. In person. And this brings, uh, brings joy. Shall we hug? Yeah, okay. yeah. There we <laughs> go. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, this is our first podcast post COVID, so first time we've been yeah. uh, in the same room recording the podcast, which yeah. is a treat. Yeah. And of course, I'm a hugger. Uh, Mike has uh, loved lockdown. Actually, being at home by himself mm. has been pretty mm-hmm. pretty good, mm-hmm. hasn't it?
1: I've just uh, just gone past my comfort zone probably for the year. Yeah. There we so,
0: go. Uh, yeah. So we've had two hugs today, and that's definitely like a whole year's worth of uh, hugs uh, budget from Mike. So yeah. feel pretty honoured that we so, we got. That that. Uns- uns- <laughs> <possible>. <laughs> yes, um, says um, that, says a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try really hard not to use all the terms that people have been using around around COVID. Yeah. Let's uh, jump into something that we've been thinking about, and particularly you, Mike, with all the reading and research you've been doing mm-hmm. around really this tension that is now in the in the place for leaders. Yeah. How do we deal with the tension between getting back to the old normal mm-hmm. but knowing that everything's changed mm-hmm. and knowing that we need to shape a new normal?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know, th- so today is our first day back at the office in seven weeks. And the the weird thing is it is... Obviously incredibly familiar and yet at the same time quite unfamiliar. And it's adjusting back to a different reality. And you know, we're very good as human beings at normalizing. For me, and maybe for a lot of people, the first couple of weeks was really a bit of a graunch. The first few days was okay because there was some novelty, and then it was trying to get systems working and it was frustrating. And you know, there was, we talked about it through the period, you know, there was a bit of a roller coaster emotionally between a lot of people describe losing productivity over that period due to a sense of anxiety and futility and you know, all sorts of stuff was coming out. Uh, I don't think anybody learned to play the ukulele despite <laughs> best intentions. You know, Nobody learned the ukulele, which is, well, that's okay too. Mm. So I think it's um, people talk about a new normal, McKinsey, which, who I'm reading a lot of, uh, and who are really good. They are, uh, I'll, I'll mention them in a moment, um, uh, really smart about some of this stuff. Uh, they talk about a next normal. And, and coming in today, I was thinking it's actually not even that. It's a different normal because it is normal. You know, here we are. Here we're back in the same place and here's the books. It's just the same. But, of course, it's fundamentally different. And I think what we've got uh, to adjust to is, you know, if it was all completely different, we would adjust, adjust, adjust. We wouldn't have to hang on to anything. But it's not like that. And so we've kind of got these this um, weird situation, and of course we have no idea what's going to happen. Well, I think of it as being like um, the earthquake in Christchurch in 2011. You know, have you ever driven from Christchurch to Kaikoura up I that have. way? Yeah. Um, did you see all the roadworks in the mm. Yeah. So you just can't describe the level of devastation and the scale of it. It was just it just blew me away. And like that kind of seismic shock that we've had in our, our global, social, economic system, we're going to have aftershocks, we're going to have ongoing anxiety, I think, and um, you know, I'm, who knows, I could be entirely wrong, nobody knows. But it is, my sense is that it'll be a two or three months, like in August, before we can really say, you know, the fog of war is lifted and we can see what the real damage is, what does the terrain look like, what does Kaikoura look like now, you know? So, and, and that will, there'll be aftershocks all the way through, like the news yesterday that Fletcher's is cutting 1,500 jobs. There will be those sorts of things. People just hang on for a little while and then they
0: fall. And we hear about those ones in the media because they're well-known companies and brands and they mm. big numbers, but that is happening in literally hundreds of thousands of businesses yeah. across the country, and it might only be one or two people, not 1,500, yeah. but you start adding those yeah. up and it's a much bigger it's a bigger, bigger picture,
1: and and in fact, business is just disappearing. And again, the Christchurch analogy, you know, going to Christchurch, back to Christchurch, I think it was 2012, um, so it was maybe six or nine months, and the, it was just horrific as a Christchurch boy to go back there and just see the empty spaces where buildings had been. Beautiful buildings, beautiful, you know, heritage buildings were just gravel. It was just awful. And mm. we're going to have some of that. We are going to, you know, we're going to observe businesses just missing. So we're going to have to get used to that. There's a lot of anxiety that goes with that. Um, the uncertainty about what's going to pan out. It's tough.
0: It is really tough. But I think you, as a, as an individual, as a business leader, as a team member, you can spend a huge amount of time taking yourself down a dark hole. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. reading all the bad stuff and what economic recession mm. is going to come, I think mm. you, can, uh, you can spend a lot of dark time in that. Mm. You actually can't oh, yeah. change a lot. Oh, yeah. no, And you can't, you can't change a lot of it, right? Yeah. So as a business leader, part of our role, both for ourselves and for our teams and our organisations, is we actually do need to think about uh, the bits we can control.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and
0: some do. of that will be ugly. Yeah, and that will be about having difficult conversations with people about redundancies and the impact it will have on their families. Like we totally understand that, but we do have to focus on the bit we can control. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think it's at the same time as that's going on, we've kind of so we've got this tension, as you said at the outset, between the stabilize and the adjust, because we are going to have to adjust when the system. You know, as an old systems theorist, when the system changes like that. When you take out, even in our own economy, you take out tourism, international tourism even, you know. Domestic tourism sounds like it's going to pick up some of the slack, but not all of it, not possible. No. And the hospitality industry, you know, that's about six, eight, nine percent of the GDP. You take that out and The Economist talks about the 90 percent economy. And I think that's got a, a ring of truth to it, that it's kind of for a while we're going to be at a 90 of the, percent of the, what you know, pre-COVID effectively. So there will be a tension between needing to stabilise and adapt. Because the world's different, so we need to adapt. You know, Jack Welch, if the rate of change on the outside exceeds the rate of change on the inside, the end is nigh. Boy, have we got some rate of change on the outside. Mm. So we've got a massive need to adapt. Even if we've barely noticed it right now, the world has changed.
0: And I think that point around barely noticing it right now, Mm. when we come back into the office today, Oh, actually, feels pretty similar. You know, we've got the same people, the same furniture, the same books, yeah, the same yeah, things okay, going on. Yeah. And if you uh, allow yourself to almost bury your head in the sand you can go oh this just kind of feels like it was pre-covid yeah but the rate of change on the, the outside is immense, is immense. so yeah. if you're a business leader if you're a people leader you want to be ahead of the game here and yeah. thinking yeah. about what's coming and some businesses
1: haven't been impacted that much uh, they've been in particular they've been in industries that haven't been impacted downwards they might have been impacted upwards you know they might have faced some serious growth strains doesn't matter whether your revenue is the same in May as it was in March or, or February. The world has changed, and you are going to have to adapt. But at the same time, you know you've got all those anxieties, and people will be anxious about their health long after the virus has been controlled. People will be anxious about their job security and their economic welfare long after the, the you know the redundancies are through. Long sure. after, you know the, the fear will linger. For a long time so we've got the need as leaders to stabilize what we've got right now you know and that's about how do we recover what we've lost to the extent we can it's about rebuilding what we had you know in terms of um, customers processes marketing you know our, our core way of being rebuilding our operating model and it will be, of course, very similar. We will try to do it in the, in the kind of, well, in the shadow of COVID, but also in the light of what we used to do. we we'll want to reinstate as much as we can. It'll be natural because, you know, it, it looks familiar. So we can just go back to the kind of, the, you know, the, the way things were. Um, and we get more emphasis on the normal and less on the different. Inside that, we need to reassure people. We need to kind of give people confidence in their future without misleading them and saying, hey, everything's going to be exactly as it was, because it certainly is not. Because the other side of it is the need to adapt um, and getting that balance, you know, in our team and in and the, the conversations that, that we're having with clients, you know, um, how are you seeing that kind of stabilised piece that, with, with clients? Where's their, where's their head at?
0: A real mix, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends a lot about how their business has been affected. I was on a uh, mastermind collab group this morning. Eight business owners. We've got everything from someone who's you know virtually had a hundred percent revenue drop, yeah. through to someone who's got so much growth they don't yeah. know don't know what to do. So depending on where they are yeah. and that's kind of affecting them. Uh, interestingly. Uh, the person with the most growth was probably the one that looked the most tired. He did look stressed, didn't he? I yeah, saw I came did. into that He's meeting. A, he looked yeah, pretty knackered. He yeah. got a lot, uh, lot going on. So, yeah. uh, you know, the two sides of that that coin. The challenge that we discussed this morning was to not just reinstate for the sake of reinstating. That's the point. It's a great time to question. Yes. How we've operated now. Is this the way we should be yeah. going? Should we just reinstate everything we used yeah. to do? Yeah, it's yeah. a good time to question the people. How and,
1: and look, the people who we're talking to, who are demonstrating the most innovation, are those who've lost the most, because now they've got nothing to lose, and that's when innovation really happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversations I've had with people about, well, oh, we don't need an office. You know, we've, we're we're going to change the model. It's going to be, you know, part virtual, part this. We'll do it this way and that. Uh, oh, we still need a place to meet. Have to think about oh, uh, our line of business isn't going to come back for probably two years. So we need to be doing something else. We need to reinvent what have we got we can use? How do we leverage our networks and relationships? And suddenly there's this kind of open mind. And this is the time for that kind of open mind, particularly where it's totally necessary, like the 100 percent revenue loss, you're going to really think through. But even if you've even if you've been affected at the margins, you know, it's still a good time to think, number one, about, uh, I always think that the first challenge of business is to demonstrate relevance. Demonstrate your relevance to the market. And, you know, if you're in the recruiting game, for example, right at the moment, then you're not going to be hugely relevant to the market. Uh, You've got to find, and, and even in your, you know, if you're, you've still got 80% of your revenue, you've got to redefine that relevance because the customer need has changed. It's not what it was. You know, they've got particular requirements and sensitivities and aspirations and ambitions and challenges all of their own and they are not what they were. So we need to find ways to be relevant <coughs> to today's needs. And that requires a certain amount of reimagining. Uh, and again, you know, when you've got nothing to lose,
0: that's when your mind is at its most creative. Yeah, and we've had some really great insights by simply picking up the phone and talking yeah. to our customers and yeah. say, "What's going on? Yeah. What are you going to need going yeah. forward?" And I think that would be a rather than sitting in your own office, going, "How do we reinvent? What? What? Yeah. What's? How do we remain relevant?" Let's try and figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. Go and talk to your market. Go yeah. and talk to some new segments of a market and go. You know, what has this caused for you? Where? Yeah. Where, do you, where is the opportunity? How can we help?
1: Yeah, and, you know, you make the point about the the Mastermind collab this morning,
0: Um,
1: eight different kind of perspectives. Uh, Don't assume that all your customers are are equally affected, you know, that they're not all the government's magic number of 30% down or 50% down on revenue or whatever. Yeah, that's that's probably on average, maybe. But across that, your customers, particularly your A-class customers, are going to have very different experiences of that. And understanding what those experiences are and reimagining how you can be relevant. And I guess it comes at two levels really. There's the there's the business model, how you can be relevant to your market, and how you can reimagine and re-engineer yourself to be relevant, and then there's how you work. So there's the business model and there's the operating model. And this is an opportunity, because we've been so significantly disrupted to reimagine how we work, re-engineer how we work. And I'm really thinking a lot about how we work in this different normal, how we take advantage of what's happened, how we hold on to what we need to hold on to, because there are some, definitely some things, but that's a subject to another conversation. I think the point out of today is really about, you know, managing our heads and our hearts in this different normal. And as leaders, how we manage that tension between stabilising and reassuring people without trying to lock in what's gone. That's the real challenge, because if you just try to reinstate what you had, you are reinstating something that is no longer relevant. You know, even when we get to a post-COVID environment in about five years time, because that is the scale of the change and the challenge, it's not gonna be like it was in February, 2020. Correct. It's going to be completely different. The world has changed forever. So we need to get that. And our heart piece, I think, is about locating compassion for people who are going through their own pressures and stresses and anxieties arising from maybe what's happened to them, maybe how they've been dislocated, maybe how their role is going to change, maybe their you know their skills need to change. Uh, maybe their social relationships have been disrupted. All sorts of stuff has been going on. Who knows what's been going on behind closed doors for, for the last seven weeks. Some of it's really good. Some of it has been an absolute discovery, both good and bad. So being with people at a, at a compassion level and for yourself, recognising that these pressures and stresses are very subterranean. That was my observation as I observed myself, I was thinking, what the heck? What's going on here? You know, I've actually, I mean, I have a, a wonderful setup. My wife and I, have, we've had a wonderful time. Our dog is super happy. <laughs> totally. High contact hours. High contact hours. She just kind of migrates between us at different points of the house and wherever we are, she's there. So it's been, it's actually been really, you know, it's been, but at the same time, I was aware of an unease and a tension. And even if it's not stress in the usual shape of shoulders like that and gut clenched, Actually, this level of change and instability is a source of massive subterranean tension for all of us. So I think recognising that as leaders, and and that's the start point, that's the compassion start point. And then I think we have to open our minds up. We really have to close the door on what's been and open the door to what might be that kind of reimagining piece. We have to be very deliberate about that. We will be pulled... Because we're, we tend to inertia, we will be pulled back into the kind of stabilised the way things were. And because we suffer from myopia, it's really hard to see what that long term is, particularly now when there's so much chaos, and it is chaos. And I think it's actually at one level, we'll see this as a, as a really exciting time. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of water to flow before we can get to that level of
0: excitement. Mm. And I think as leaders, it's really important to not feel that you have to solve everything, that it's yeah. not your responsibility to, to come up with all the answers. Yeah. Talk to your team, you'd be amazed. I mean, we're, we've had that gift from our yeah. own team of yep. insights around things that we haven't thought of, but by simply asking questions of how could we do this better? What might our market be be looking mm. to achieve going mm. forward? So. It is your responsibility to help navigate, Yes, but it's not your responsibility to come up with every single answer. Well, nobody, nobody's got the answers. Nobody's
1: got the answers. Nobody expects you to have the answers, and you should not expect to have the answers. You should expect that you have good questions. That's your job, is to reframe reality by asking better questions, and then starting a discussion with, the, with your team about the answers to those questions, but you don't have to have the answers
0: that's both a relief and a worry. Indeed. So just to summarize today's podcast, I think let's acknowledge that there is this tension for almost every business between stabilize and adapt. Mm. And some of the key uh, topics to think about, particularly in the stabilize, is recover, rebuild, reinstate, and reinsure. And then when we move into the adapt zone, Mm. the things you should be thinking about there are relevance, how to reimagine, how to re-engineer and then how to disrupt. And look, we'll put those points in the show notes so you can uh, get to those. They would be a great topic of conversation at your next team meeting. For sure, for sure. Great to see you, Ryan. Great to be here, eh? Yep, thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye.